Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 321. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football tonight. Why? Because we're excited. Why? Well, there's a deal. Is it a real deal? I don't know. There's too many players out there don't like it. Is it going to be ratified? It's a good deal for the rookies. Not so good for the veterans, but the veterans are the ones that get to vote. They might just say, hey, get back to the drawing table. Figure this one out. Anyhow. Let's not get into that. We're going to talk about a whole pile of the new CBA agreement or the tentative agreement that, that needs to be ratified. We're going to deal with that a little bit later on. Actually, we're going to deal with it real quick. Um, we're doing a whole pile of things. Now i got a rant. Now, this is a rant. This is a good rant. Um, <laughs> it's always a good rant. Uh, I'm actually a little pissed at uh, Blue Bomber fans, and a couple in particular, Jared uh uh, Todd Mogi, our own Todd Mogi, just a little bit here, because they've got this hard on for BC Lions and what BC Lions have signed for and are paying probably this year. And, oh, my God, the dire straits and consequences and the cap. They're so far over the cap. It's ridiculous because they played their court, our quarterback. I'm a BC Lions fan. Our quarterback, $140,000 more than they're paying their quarterback. Okay. So that kind of got me thinking and I'm going, geez. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike Riley taking over $700,000 a year. That's more than any quarterback in the CFL has made in decades. So, yeah, oh, my God, how, how is that possible? How, how can BC stay within the cap? Well, okay, let's look at this for a minute. What's Matt Nichols making? He's making north of 500 k and Mike Riley's making north of 700 k Okay, so there's about 200 grand difference. I think there's less than that, but let's just call it 200 grand for right now. BC Lions now have a new middle linebacker, a guy named Jordan Herdman. He's on a rookie contract. So what's he getting paid? $54,000 a year, right? Oh, my God. What's the middle linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers getting paid right now? $260,000 a year, Adam Big Hill? Oh, my God. Okay, so you put Matt Nichols and Adam Big Hill's salaries together, they're actually the same, if not more, than Mike Riley and Jordan Herdman. So who would you rather have on your team, Mike Riley or Matt Nichols? I mean, Adam Big Hill is huge. Don't get me wrong, man. The guy's a, a beast, but he's a linebacker. He's not that important. Yeah, he holds your defense together and everything is great, but is he that much better than a $54,000 Jordan Herdman? Okay, I don't know. Yes, of course he's better. I'm not denying that. Adam Big Hill's the best linebacker in the CFL. But is the difference between the best and, the, and a good or above average linebacker that much difference? Well, I'll tell you, the difference between Matt Nichols and Mike Riley is huge. Okay, so I don't give a shit what these Bomber fans like want to say. BC is not in cap trouble any more so than Kyle Walters is, is in cap trouble with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because he's paying the same amount of money for two players that BC's playing for two players. Yes, we got Suk Chung, who is the highest paid uh, lineman in the CFL, but you also have the highest paid kicker in the CFL. Kicker! You're actually paying a kicker north of 
150k actually i think it's closer to two but every other kicker in the cfl is getting under under 100 grand you're like 100 grand higher than that you guys have blown your budget winnipeg is the number one team that's in cap trouble right now yeah they got to build themselves a good team but they got to watch their cap because you know what they're way exceeding it i don't know it's just nuts okay so before people start beacon off about what other teams are doing maybe they should look in their own backyard I'm not pointing fingers or anything else, but Todd Mulgey and uh, Jared Zanowicz, you guys got to calm down because you know what? BC's not in cap trouble any more than Calgary is, Toronto, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, or Edmonton, okay? It's all the same. So let's watch, sit back, wait, and enjoy because you know what? Football is around the corner. We can smell it, okay? So that's enough of my rant. Like, just... Calm the fuck down, because BC's not in cap trouble. They're not. I don't understand where you guys come up with this logic. You just reach out into the clouds and pull shit down, because I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. Okay, let's move it on here. Let's open up the microphones to the panel here. And who we got first up? Will McDonald, Calgary Stampeders fan. How you doing, buddy? How you, my friend? I am good. How are you? <laughs> you know, at Fucking your age, pumped, you man. Fucking down. pumped. At your age, you better calm down. You could have an aneurysm or something, okay? I could, I could. Um, no. You know, and are you are you accurate with that, by the way? Pretty is much, Adam yeah. Big Hill, is Adam Big Hill making $260,000 a season? That's correct. Uh, Mark, you're on, okay. you're, your so, mic's open, Mark. Your no, mic is open, Mark. he's making 230 He's making 230 okay. Okay. My yeah, bad. My, making my, 450. My, my no, he's not. He's over was, 500k with bonuses. No, no, no. That was what Todd put out. It didn't happen. My thing. My thing is okay. So Saskatchewan signed um, Mika Johnson from Calgary, who is a defensive tackle. Yep. And they say he is the highest-paid defensive player in the CFL currently. What that's the hell true. did they pay him? What do you mean that's not true? I don't think Mika Johnson is the highest paid defensive player. No, no, player. they said they made him the highest paid defensive yes. player when they signed him. Yeah, they him. did say that. I know they okay. said it. So, well, well, what's Willie so Jefferson what they, making? Because he was the highest paid what are they defensive player or defensive lineman at the time. So are, are they paying are they paying Mika Johnson two hundred and sixty grand a season? Something like if that. If they are, that's in, that's insanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's insanity. You should have Adam Big Hill's making two thirty, and what's Willie Jefferson making over there, Mark? And there, I, I think it's two twenty. No, I haven't heard any solid numbers, but it's right around two hundred. So why would Saskatchewan take? They said a hundred thousand dollars of that money and buy themselves another quarterback or something, or right? an old line. Like wow, 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 wow. Is all I can say is wow. The 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 the, the wow. article that I read on Willie Jefferson signing in Winnipeg is that Jefferson signed for north of two hundred thousand. Okay, they wouldn't specify how much, but usually north of two hundred thousand isn't two hundred and one thousand dollars. Okay, it's more Micah like two twenty. Two fifty. Two fifty. Mike Johnson's making two fifty. Holy shit! For a defensive tackle. And he is the premium defensive tackle in the CFL, but wow. But wow. 
Like, so, now I understand why he's not in Calgary anymore. Yeah, he wanted too much money. Holy crap. We, we understand that. But, you know, to, to, to pick out one team at this point in time and say that they're over the cap is, is ludicrous and it's, ridiculous. It's impossible. we don't know what all the contracts are. And nobody's That's over right. the cap until September. Exactly. True. That's a good so, point. All this bullshit here, Todd. Calm down. Calm the fuck down, because you know, yeah, it's irritating me a little bit. But you know what? Too bad. Just move on. Move on. Take a breath. And the Matt Nichols bonuses for over five hundred—that was something that got floated out, and I've never seen anything concrete about that. Nothing. I not still even think a these contracts these contracts should all be up uh, up front, out in the public, so that we know exactly where it is. So I can sit here with oh, my yeah. little calculator and figure out who's over the cap and who's not. Whatever mm-hmm. happened to that webpage, Looney Cap? Did they get rid of that because they used yeah, to have yeah. the oh, yeah. salaries they, they on there? They got sued. They got sued. That's stupid. They need to have more transparency. Yeah, the last posting on Looney Cap was 2016. Okay. So, anyhow. Oh, well. It is. it is what it is. Okay. So, are you guys ready to talk some football? How are you guys all doing? We did. We introduced them all. Will was there. Mark jumped in there. And Charles at the end. How are you guys all doing tonight? Everything's happening. You guys want to jump right in and play, talk some football? Let's get into football. Yep. Yep. Let's get into some football. We're going to run out of time tonight. It's going to be one of those nights. It's, we're going to we run out of time. We don't have to go through it. I put them on there just so it's on there. A lot of these ones were on there. I started making it yesterday before the deal was done. So if we don't get to everything, it's not a big deal. We don't care. We don't care. Uh, no. Has anybody heard Why from Chris? Is he coming in tonight? Nobody's heard from him. I haven't heard from him. Okay. So what did you say there, Will, as long as we get to what? The the signings that Calgary has made. <laughs> we're going to do that. That's right. We're going right off the top with that, Okay. So we're going to lead this off right away because it's major news, okay? Calgary Stampeders signed like three, four, five, I think maybe even eight guys. Uh, I have no idea what positions they play or what their names are or where the hell they came from because it's really (laughs) – it doesn't really matter much to me. Um, But we're going to go right to the Calgary Stampeder fan here, uh, Will McDonald. Do you know who they are and do you know any of their names? They signed all of their draft picks, all of them. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't really matter then. Okay. That's, that's I, I I I know one name. That's about it. And he was their last pick. So um, okay, well, but that's only because it's your friend's kid. That's exactly why. Um, and right? then they signed some offensive linemen, and they've signed some defensive linemen, and they've signed some receivers, and uh, yeah. So there you go. So bottom they line, players. they they signed a bunch of football players. Yes. Yeah, okay, great. I know that so, is that is big news in the CFL when a football team signs football players. Okay, but it's you, very you big. But you think that they would be good football players that you would make a big deal out of this. Like, BC Lions well, just signed know, Brett Boyko, which was well, huge. You, you don't know if they're good players because they've never played in the CFL. So you never yeah, know they've they never played professional players. football before. So yeah. Speculation, okay. they could be good players. They could be, so, without question. You know, they could but be. at this point in time, do you, do you care, Will? 
Um, unless they make the team, I'll never know their name. So. I'm going to give nope. you a, a bell on that one. Okay. No, that Simple. It's training camp fodder. They're coming in. They're going to – if they make it out of training camp – I don't get excited about any signings in the offseason until after training camp. When they actually make the roster and move on, then I'm excited, okay? You know, but big news, Brett Boyko signs NFL uh, reject uh, lineman, but BC Lions uh, – 2015, 14th overall pick. Anyhow, this guy's huge. He would be the number one pick in the league right now if he was in this year's draft. Um, John Ryan gets signed by Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Big news. Everything else. But signing a bunch of college kids, not news. Not news. Okay. So let's let's move on. Okay. Uh, segment two, one. Uh, <laughs> CFL, CFL's PA that's the Players Association, have reached a tentative agreement on the new CBA. Oh, my good Lord. My good Lord. Are we excited about this? Yes, we are. Oh, Charles, what are you talking to me about? Oh, salary track. You found one. Looney Cap. Does it yeah, work? Yeah, Looney Cap. It, it does. 2019, yeah. Wow. They, okay. actually have a, they have a Twitter account and everything. My bad. Okay. I, I yep. didn't find that. Cool. Excellent. Um, so the, they have reached the, the tentative agreement between the, the – the league and the players association that they've been threatening strikes and lockouts and not showing up for training camp and all sorts of stuff. Rookie camp started today uh, and the players were told to report. So this is exciting news for all of us because you know what? Football's right around the corner, but now the deals come down and we've looked at it and analyzed it and bitched about it all day. And I don't know whether or not you guys have had the opportunity to do so, but uh, we're going to go through it step-by-step uh, step and as many a little tidbits as we can at this point in time that we've got available because the deal has not been available. Uh, we've just got a few things put out by a couple of different reporters. So we're going to go over what we do know and what's going to happen. But Twitter has exploded with veteran players who say this deal sucks. This is no good for them. They're not happy with this. They've been sold a bill of goods by the Players Association. They did not deliver. They're not happy with this at all. So, um, earlier on, there was a big thing, or actually Charles posted up, said somebody, said somebody asked what this means, and Charles says that means that we got football, there's not going to be a strike. Well, it has to be ratified by the Players Association, and the only members of the Players Association are veterans, because the rookies aren't members yet. So, that means only the veterans get to vote on this. Well, the veterans don't like it. That doesn't, <laughs> so I'm a little concerned. Yes, I think they should take it. I think they should take it. No doubt in my mind. They've got, it's a sweet deal. And we're going to go over it, like I said, point by point. But the players out there that are sitting there going, I don't like this. Somebody needs to talk to them before they come to vote. Because you know what? They could reject this offer. And then we're back to square one. And I think there may be fools, idiots, and a whole pile of other things that I, I can say about this. But um, I hope they ratify the, the, the thing and we, training camp starts on time and the league starts on time. We don't miss a single game of football, and it's looking that way. So let's right now get into a point-by-point point, uh, thing on this deal. Does anybody have anything to add? You want to jump in on anything right now? Because it's just wide open here. I would just say, to be honest, I haven't seen that many players upset with it. There have been play- I haven't seen anyone really 
uh, popping off too much. Uh, and I would be shocked if they did not ratify it, to be honest. I know oh, they, they didn't get everything cool. they want, but when they sit there and really read this, they would be crazy to uh, not ratify this. Yeah, yeah, without question. Okay. The so main ones I've seen complaining are Carter. Derek Dennis. And Carter. Duran Carter. Duran Carter didn't, yeah, those are the didn't only two. say anything bad about it. He just basically said, it's a good deal for us. I just can't see the point. I can't see what's good. Yeah. His, his tweet was more tongue-in-cheek, I think, than anything. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is even if they are saying they're not happy in it, that still also doesn't mean they're not still going to vote for it, even if they're not happy yeah. with it. Sometimes you just got to hold your nose. Yep. And hold your nose and swallow. You know? It, yep. Okay. So, it's a uh, three-year deal with a $50,000. It's only a three-year deal. Is that what what I heard? Three-year deal. Yeah. With, with a $50,000 increase in each year for the salary cap. Okay. So, that's basically what we've got now. We've come up. Uh, in 2014, the, the cap went up by about 600k, and then $50,000 a year since then. Uh, so they're going to continue with the $50,000 a year. They, there's no win, no gain there. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, minimum salaries stay the same in 2019, so that's $53,000. Then they jumped to 65,000 in 2020 and 2021. That's a huge jump. That's twelve, twelve thousand dollar jump on it. What was that? Twenty twenty five percent? Did I hear something like that? Twenty percent. Twenty percent jump on that. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is the one that just kind of scares me a little bit. The three year deal uh, times up with the expiration of the TV league's TV contract with TSN. That's going to leave some difficulty in negotiations with a new CBA if we don't have a deal in place with TSN and the start of the season's happening and these guys don't want to go to camp without a CBA. Uh, that could be a getting a little bit iffy, so uh, not going to do anything that about could that. Be, so, that could be very much leverage. Yeah. For both sides. Especially the players. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so some form of revenue sharing on any new TV deal and CFL 2.0. Well, that's not what I heard. I heard that there's a 20% sharing of the TSN deal, CFL 2.0, and any additional revenue brought in by the league. Okay? Yeah. So 20% of the TSN deal is $40 million a year, 20 percent of that is about eight million eight to nine million dollars or let's just round it to a million dollars per team so this is direct money to the players a million dollars an extra million dollars now is this divided up equally regardless of who you are what rank it is you got to be there past labor day and then you get a chunk of this million dollars uh does it go on percentage of your contract value does that mean that Mike Riley gets a huge chunk of this million dollars that the BC Lions have, and everybody else gets a little itty-bitty bit. Or, uh, you know, how's it going to work out? We have no idea yet at this point in time. I think that it should be if you pay your union dues, which is whatever, however much a month or whatever it is, that you should be uh, unions or socialist in nature. 
And uh, so everybody should be traded equal and everybody should get an equal amount. Except we know that the unions are always made up of veterans, either in the business industry or the team, obviously. Uh, so they may vote uh, themselves a big raise like Justin Trudeau just did. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about this so far? Minimum wage, uh, three-year deal, salary cap increase, 50K. Uh, minimum wage, uh, minimum salary stays the same this year but jumps hugely to 65000 That's that, That's good. I, I figured it was going to go up to seventy. so 65 is is a, is a win. And a three-year deal expires with the contract. Do we have any idea about this revenue sharing? Well, let's deal with these ones. These are the big money issues right now. Uh, Will, 50K per year, are you disappointed with that? No. Did you expect more? Uh, I did. Not really. Let's be honest, I, I really did. I didn't. I, I. Once again, I hope, I hope, the the CFL is still feasible as a business when they start giving all this money away. That's all I'm thinking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, sixty five thousand dollars minimum the second year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess. You know, uh, it 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 eliminates it eliminates a couple of players. I think. So yeah. when you do something like that, so I don't know. I don't know the full, you know, financial situation of the CFL. I'm hoping they have smart people that realize that they couldn't give that kind of stuff away and still be feasible. Because I, it seems to me the CFL is not getting more solid. popular. No, you not in Canada. I mean? Not in no. Canada. No. So, and those are the seat people who sit in the seats. So, I, I don't know. And, I mean, you know what? For the guy on the street who doesn't make $65,000 a year, and these guys are going to be making it at 22 or 23 for playing three months of or six months of football every year, I can see them, some people not liking, but it is professional sports, so it's a little different. Yes and so, no. I mean, it, the CFL's yeah. always been a blue-collar league, and we relate to these players because, you know, we make more money than they do or similar money to them. Uh, but now they're getting to the point where they're they're not. I mean, they're making a lot more money than a lot of people. Right. And and, and if that's your minimum salary when you first start, what is right? What is your salary two years down the road? It's going to yeah. increase as well. Okay. You Maybe. give them more. You give them Cap more. Didn't and go they up want by much. More. So, but yeah. you give them more, they want more, right? Yeah. Okay, so I it, just did some real quick math on this thing. At, at a million dollars per team, based on fifty players on a team, give or take rough numbers, right? It's twenty thousand dollars a player bonus. That's what the revenue sharing does. Twenty thousand dollars per CFL, player. Which in the CFL, that is big money. Oh well, yeah, if you're making sixty five thousand, you're now making eighty five thousand. Doesn't mean much to yeah. Mike Riley, but it sure means a hell of a lot to the rookies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mike Riley, it's just fishing money. Yep. Charles, are you happy with this part so far? 
I'm a little surprised that the league to kind of uh, at least somewhat offset did not make a bigger um, uh, maybe I mean I I don't think they were going to offset it, but I would have thought maybe if instead of going fifty thousand, maybe they'd put it up a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand the cap to kind of offset it. But um, no, they hold, held um, held uh, the same with the. The fifty thousand. I thought it was going to go up a little bit more, but um, you know, it didn't, and so I'm just kind of confused well, it, how this is going to work. It kind of went up as, by a million dollars. Which did? I said in reality, the salary cap went up by about a million dollars. So how do you figure that? Sharing. Well, the revenue well, okay. sharing. Right? I guess when you yeah. throw in this revenue sharing, so yeah, I mean, I can see it. Um, it's a little bit confusing. That was the first thing that came out in the day. So when you looked at that at the first thing, I'm like, oh, this is something the players are not going to be happy with. This might not be a, a good thing for the players. But then, of course, as the day went along, that started to change. But I just find it a little bit confusing. But uh, they figure they got it done. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the owners are the ones that um, – really know the real economics of this thing. So if they were comfortable doing the um, the increased minimum salary, I guess um, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing. Well, yeah, but, it, you know, if you're increasing the minimum salary by $12,000 a player, how many players on your team are on minimum wage? 20? Mm-hmm. Give or take, 20, 20 players? Roughly. Right? So 20 yeah. players... By twelve thousand, it's two hundred forty thousand dollars that the salary cap is going to that the, the rookie players are going to get next year. Mm-hmm. But the cap's only going up by fifty k. Yeah. Somebody is not going to be happy. A, somebody's getting a pay cut, or they're going to get cut. One of the two. It's going to be a different ball game next year. Free agency is going to be nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, when you I, look I see at a lot of deal, I just going to say, when you look at this deal, it's almost the opposite of the previous deal, where for the most part in the previous CBA deals, the veterans always seem to come out ahead. This, yep. this one is the opposite, where the rookies and the young guys, they're the ones coming out ahead. So it's almost, um, uh, almost a, a reversal of sorts. Right, but who votes on it? The players or the, the, the veterans. veterans, but not not the rookies. They're not who? union members yet. Not until they make the roster after training camp. Yep. And like I said earlier, and I still believe this, the ones the players that are going to be the most affected by this, I don't think are going to be like the full-time starters. They're um they're going to get their money. The guys that are going to be affected are the second stringers, the special teams guys. They're the guys that are going to have, probably bear the brunt of this. Well, yeah. Is Mike Riley going to roll back his $720,000 contract yeah. per year because that, the team's in a little bit happen. of – No, of course no, not. No, it's not going to happen. No, no, he's not no. going to roll back. Hey, it'd be cool if he did because then he'd look mm-hmm. like a hero, but I don't see it happening. Mark. And- Sorry, Charles, you got something to bark about? Go ahead. No, and I was going to say we're also probably – just the last point I was going to make is 
with this kind of thing, you're going to see more situations like we had with Solomon Aluminium where they just outright release the players, especially a guy that's coming off of an injury. Yeah, we don't know why they released Solomon Aluminium. That was a big argument I had with Jared today. True. He does, he's not buying any of this shit that he's still injured and this, that, and everything else. So, you know what? I don't care. Uh, you know, I, it, it, I put it out there, and it's out there, so you, you do what you want with it. Okay, right. jumping up. Open that mic, Mark. You're on the air. I really thought they would go higher on this salary cap. Like Charles, I thought they'd go up a hundred thousand, between seventy and a hundred. But maybe this is the one time, instead of the players just talking about helping the kids coming up, maybe this is the one time they decided to do it. Because this is definitely in favor of your second-year players and your rookies. And it's oh yeah, the one, the ones that's going to hurt, like Charles said, will be your. Special teams guys especially, because a lot of those are your Canadians, and they make big money for special teams. Yeah, you know they're in the eighty k range. Yeah, which is now probably going to drop to seventy. Yeah, because you know? like you said, Christopher Mike Radley isn't getting any money back. No, 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 no. Yeah. They're going to have to make up that two hundred forty thousand dollars somewhere. I like the deal for the kids coming up, the fir- the first part of it. I really do. Um, it seems more sustainable to do that than to just start jacking the salary cap up because it's just going to go to the Mike Rileys and the Bo Levi Mitchells and the Andrew Harrises. It's just going to go to them anyway. Yep. This way, at least the money is going to the kids. Yeah, um, but That's a nice chunk of change. 65 grand now they can actually start making some money on it as long as they're smart with it that's another story <laughs> uh, no I like the I really like the deal the minimum salary I really like that so. okay cool 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 okay the next one here is um, a very important point um, it's medical coverage for up to three years for injured players so that means that um, the player who's been injured and uh, a career-ending injury, no longer playing football, uh, not on, this, uh, on the team's payroll, uh, not on their, their medical coverage program, now continues their medical coverage for up to three years. Now, up to three years doesn't mean three years. It means up to three years. So if they're uh, no longer hurt after a year, then they don't get any more medical coverage if they're not hurt at all then they don't this doesn't work for them at all but then you got people like jonathan hefney who everybody says that this is the this is the rule for for him okay it's not he's been out of football for more than three years he's still got huge medical bills he still has surgeries to go through i think any player who is disabled because of football should have their medical coverage done as long as it Needs to be. I'm really at odds with this one. Um, you know, I I support the team. I believe in the concept of business. I believe in people making money. I'm a capitalist. Don't get me wrong here. This is exactly what I'm talking about. But you have to take care of those that sacrificed everything. And yes, this is a brilliant first step. I don't think it was big enough. My opinion. 
Charles, going to deal with this one because I think it's a big issue. Uh, I can understand what you're saying, but this is at least, like you said, it's a step in the right direction. And I think this is one of the main reasons this deal got done is because it expanded from one year to three. And is it all the way there? Is it perfect? No. But I still think that um, it's a big step in the right direction. And I I think we're going to probably see more in the next CBA after this one. We're going to see more uh, movement on this. Uh, But I think that um, I have no problem with it. Uh, I I actually think they could have gone um, farther, like you said, and that um, any injury, if you're if it's football related, they should be taking care of that player as long as he has football related injuries. It's almost like a workers' compensation type thing. Correct. Uh, because if you're injured in a job. Uh, you're typically taken care of by workers' compensation as long as you have injuries pertaining to that. So I think this is kind of the same type of thing. Uh, It didn't go far enough, but they still basically got triple what they had previously. So it is a step in the right direction, and I think you'll probably see in future deals a further step. But they were the uh, CFLPA said that that um, uh, health care was going to be maybe their top priority. And I think they did a good job here. Did they get a, a, a total home run here? No, but they definitely came out ahead on this one. And this is why I think that um, part of the main reasons this got done. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But it, it doesn't go far enough to protect the people who are already out there. No, like, I, I mean, that's fair. And, and you know, you, you look at, at Jonathan Hefney is the prime example of, of, of what's going on. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he's now down in South Carolina, North Carolina, somewhere like that, uh, doing medical shit that uh, he just can't afford to do yep and, uh, and i would have loved it if they would have actually said you know what for any player that's suffering uh football related injuries right now we'll give you three years for that i mean uh, that's probably wishful thinking but it would have been nice for them to do that but that was n- probably not going to happen but it, they could have but they didn't they're not going to that at least not to my knowledge yeah okay Mm-hmm. Mark, you got anything to say on this? Yeah, the reason I say Hefney was the catalyst for this is, you no, know, he's not going to reap any of the benefit. But his was the injury that was front and center and stayed front and center with the GoFundMe's and everything else he had to do to pay for his surgeries. That these guys coming up just into the league are going, wow, there's nothing here. We got to do something. And the guys are getting older. The injuries are getting way more severe. So, you know, he sort of was the catalyst for it, I think, anyway. Um, Could it have been a lot more longer term? I would love to see it until they're completely cured of whatever they had wrong with them. Once it's all fixed and they're all done, then great. But 
to get it three years as a start. It's three times more than what they had, so they did fight for it, obviously. I'm really surprised the league actually gave them that much. I wasn't expecting it. They had to, though. I like it. It gives the teams a chance to get used to doing this and the league a chance. And with it only being a three-year CBA, they're going to start negotiating in a couple of years anyway. So maybe they can get it up to five in minimum. Yeah. But I do like the three. That's It's about time that we started getting, because there's never been medical coverage in the CFL. This is a first-time thing. Yeah, no, and, and it, it's important, and I, I don't know. It works for me. I'm happy with yeah. it. Uh, William. Yeah, not much to say. It works for me too. I mean, they should have medical coverage if they're hurt after they retire, because uh, let's face it, a lot of these guys aren't going to be able to afford medical bills if they're still paying for them themselves. So. No, especially Americans. Yeah, it's a good thing. You know, it's one thing in Canada because we have such great health care in Canada, but they do not have any form of health care in America. Where I, 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 I'll go to toe with anybody that says that there's health care in America. They don't. They have health insurance, and that's a whole different ballgame. That's not taking care of you. That is making money. So. Yeah, Hefty's last surgery was close to 70000 Yeah, and, and, yep. and that's cheap for America. But, yeah, doing GoFundMes and having all these people help them out, that's that's sad. That's sad. Okay, so we've done the, the revenue sharing. We've done the mega, medical coverage. Canadian quarterbacks will now be part of the ratio. I'm at odds with this one as we were talking off air before the show came on. I think they should – there's a quarterback exemption and the quarterback exemption should just go away. What they've done now is instead they've got Canadian quarterbacks will now count as national players in your ratio, so you'll just be adding, allowed to add an extra American onto the, the roster. Um, they both work out to exactly the same way. This just is a cheesy way of doing it. It's trying to make the Canadian quarterback special. And I don't think the Canadian quarterbacks are special. I just think that all quarterbacks should be treated treated the same. So if you're going to just eliminate the quarterback exemption and you feel the need to increase the amount of Americans that are allowed on the team, then so be it. But this is a little bit of discrimination here. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I like it this way, but I do appreciate the effort – it, it does allow Canadian quarterbacks a toe in the door to um, not even a foot yet, just a toe uh, to break into the CFL. And if they can actually good enough to participate and do that, then great. I just don't think there's enough Canadian quarterbacks for every team to have one. Okay. Now, Now, this is where it gets a little strange for me. And I disagree with the way that you two, Mark and and Charles, had put this out. Um, There's some protection for veteran American players, including 
three of the seven international starters must have played three years with their current team or four years in the CFL. That doesn't make them national players. It just means that we have to have so many veterans on our team. You can't just fire all the veterans and just keep turning them over and bringing in rookies and keeping your salary up there and, and buying marquee quarterbacks. Do you guys see this? This doesn't mm-hmm. make them national players. This, this means that you have to have three of your seven international starters have to be with your team for three years. Am I right? Am I lost yeah. on this no, one? You're right. No, you're right. Okay. So yep. off, off air before we are talking, uh, you guys said that, well, they become national players after three years on one team. That's not what's happening here. We had discussed that option previously on a different show and earlier on as something that the players wanted or they could do is that, you know, after uh, an American is, is living in Canada and got their citizenship, that they become a national player if they've been on one team for so many years or in the league for so many years. But that was, uh, you know, that was batted around last year, not even recently. And that's not what this turned out to be. Okay, any discussion on the Canadian quarterbacks or on these America, three Americans that have to be on your starters list? Will, you got anything for that? Yeah, not really. Um, once again, I mean, if Canadian quarterbacks can't make the CFL on their, on their capabilities, then they shouldn't be on the team. It's that simple. Right, and I 100% agree with you. agree with you, but the way that it was currently set up, it was detrimental to have a Canadian quarterback. To be a Canadian quarterback, it was actually a liability in the CFL, and they've now removed that liability. So now they're they're fair grain. So if they can actually make the team, then it, 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 it helps their team. No different than Andrew Harris being a national running back is a ratio breaker because the majority of running backs in this league are American. So the majority of quarterbacks in this league are American. So a Canadian quarterback is a ratio breaker. You're now allowed to have a a free safety as an American. Right. Right. Okay. So it's not detrimental. There was no – it was – Detrimental to being a Canadian quarterback. There was no benefit to the team for them to have a Canadian over an American. Where having a Canadian running back is a benefit to the team because that frees up a, 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 an international player for somewhere else. <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure we got that clarified for everybody out there. So, so sorry, what you're saying to me is the – they would keep a, um, I'm not going to say a crappy Canadian quarterback, but a less than stellar Canadian quarterback on their roster in order to get another American on the field. Well, that's a possibility, but it's a detrimental to your team because what's the purpose in having three quarterbacks? One is your starter to win games. Two is is good enough quarterback that if your starter gets hurt, he's got to step up and be your starter. And your third quarterback is supposed to be in development. So to put a a, a shitty – I mean, 
we have talked about this, and, and, and this was something that I came up with about four years ago, is why don't um, CFL teams put in a six-foot-four, six 260-pound um, uh, lineman or, or uh, fullback as a quarterback for running the short plays, but let them go out there and run, run plays out on everything else, right? Because now you've got some big-ass guy in there who's just not going to get pushed around the way a quarterback does. I know that it, right. I didn't present that one correctly, but why don't we do that? Well, because that's not the purpose of having three quarterbacks. So having a crap one in there just to be a ratio breaker is illogical. Possible. But there, I don't think there'd be that much of benefit to the team because you're you're wrecking your future. And there's some guys out there like Joe Mack who really didn't care about the future. He was only worried about the here and now, and he wasn't very good at the here and now. So, you know, yeah, he might do something stupid like that, but thankfully he's not in charge of any team right now. Maybe someday soon, but who knows? Mark, what do you got yeah. to say about that since I brought up Joe Mack? Yeah, uh, we don't need to go there. Um, I don't need to go there. I, I, yeah, I don't mind the can, the Canadian quarterback now being listed as one of the nationals. Um, it's going to be a third-string guy. We know he's not going to be a backup, obviously. There isn't enough Canadian quarterback talent in around. Yeah, but, it could, but he with, could end up being – we had a – Canadian quarterbacks, two of them last year that actually started games, Brandon Bridge yeah. and uh, and who was that other guy? It wasn't uh, it was Andrew Buckley? It was uh, who? Who's the other guy? I don't know. Not anyhow, sure. anyhow, um, it it gives teams more of an incentive to to maybe develop. look at a guy and say, well, we could have a project here, if it's especially yep. if it's a local university guy or a local junior player who may, you know what, sure, I'll give it a shot for a couple of years, and, and then he'll stay with you if he does develop, because he is from that city, everything else. It's like a territorial pick almost like that. It's not going to be a Sinopoli. No. You know, who knows, Sinopoli could be a quarterback with this rule. He could have been a quarterback in the CFL with this rule. You know that there's a bias against Canadian no matter what. Yep. There are Canadian quarterbacks in the American colleges now. Yeah, so lots of them. Getting, yeah, they're getting top coaching and teaching and training. But when it came to the Canadian draft, oh, he's Canadian. No, next. Mm-hmm. We'll just get a, one from the States. It's just That's what I said, that. because so, it's detrimental. Yeah. Now it's not. No, now it, there is a reason to develop a Canadian quarterback. Mm-hmm. And there are some good Canadian quarterbacks. They just automatically don't get looked at unless they can catch a football. Yeah, they end up being receivers. Yeah. yeah. And that's really it. Okay. Charles, you wanted to bark in there? What do you got? Yeah, no, I was just going to kind of echo what Mark was saying. That This actually now gives the teams, if they have a guy that they feel that they have some potential and he's Canadian – this gives them the opportunity to try and see if they can develop him. Before, you really couldn't do that because it wasn't um, uh, a ratio thing. So 
that just kind of sets you back there. So it was just easier for a team to go down and say, oh, let's just find someone cheap out of the United States. Here you can say, okay, well, this guy's going to count as a Canadian. We can use an American somewhere else. Let's see if uh, we can build off of this um, – build off of some of this potential we see him and try and uh, develop him and see what we can go there. Uh, they really couldn't do that before because, like you said, it was a detriment to have a third-string uh, Canadian there. Um, but now with him being counting in the ratio, uh, it's not so much a detrimental one. So I think you can see a lot of Canadian teams try and bring in a third-string uh, guy that is a Canadian and try and develop him. One of these top-tier guys out of... Uh, Canadian college. So I kind of like this rule. I think it's um, helpful. I, I think I spoke on this before that I thought this was a good idea to do. So yeah, I like the uh, idea and uh, I want to see uh, how it works and if teams take advantage of this. Okay, like, it, it was this rule made for the Argos? Seeing as they have two Canadian quarterbacks on their roster, probably. Three? They have three? They have three. They ha- they have Brandon Bridge, Noah Picton, and uh, right. Michael O'Connor, who they just picked in the third oh, round, twentieth right. overall. I forgot about him. Yeah. Right. So so now they have three Canadian quarterbacks on their roster, along with uh, you know the the three veterans, James Franklin, uh, D- Dakota Prukop, and McLeod Bethel Thompson. So you know we're hmm. not sure whether or not any of these Canadians are going to make the roster, but this rule just does not look good for for um Prukop. Dakota nope. Prukop. It it does not look good for him right now. They they could toss him to the to the side right now and develop one of these Canadians, whether it's Noah Picton. I don't think it's gonna be Brandon Bridge. The guy can't hit the side of a barn. But um my, who knows about Michael O'Connor, because Michael O'Connor uh uh he's a look good looking quarterback. Played down in the mm-hmm. States and you know, there, there's there may be something there. This might be the guy. We've always said that that this is, might so. be the guy that makes the the thing. This might be the yeah. Western team that crosses over and wins the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna happen. Yep, never gonna happen. Okay, so moving on from these things. Now, there's a couple of things that just kind of kind of weird. The ratio remains the same. Th- through the duration of the CBA. No surprise there. They had talked about changing the ratio from uh, seven starters down to five. Uh, But no, all of that stays the same. This one gets me. No more unpaid bonuses in the lead up to a new CBA. Do you think they were pissed about this? Do you think? Oh. I'm a little confused about this. I mean, seriously, um, we can justify why those bonuses shouldn't have been paid. But we don't know. So that this is just a non-event, really. It's just, okay, well, they the, the league got their pee-pee whapped, and, and we're just going to carry on. And it, you okay, know, an addition – go ahead. I was just going to say, while we're still on, the, on that – I wondered, after I heard about that and how that was part of this new CBA, I started to think to myself, hmm, do you think the league took the bonuses away as almost a... um, uh, A carrot? A a non-concession concession? 
that they basically just did that to throw it in to give uh, to throw the players' association a bone, and then so they say, okay, you know what, we're going to just give you your bonuses next time. Because I started to think about that, I'm like, hmm, it's another con- so-called concession to the players that, well, it's not really all that much of a concession to pay guy bonuses that they signed for. Yeah, but as we talked about before, those bonuses aren't really due if the players don't play. And the players were threatening not to play, so why should you pay the bonuses if you don't know they're going to play? Yeah, no, that's fair. Right? So if the team, if if the players turn around and say, okay, we will not have any labor stoppages in the next negotiations, but we want our bonuses paid on time, I couldn't argue. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to hold a labor stoppage over the heads of the league, then I wouldn't pay you the goddamn bonuses. Mm. Because you're not going to earn them. You're threatening not to earn them. True. I, I really have a problem with that one. Okay. The addition of an extra roster spot for an additional player. Hmm. What happens if they don't make the team? So we just add an extra player on the team just because? Now, is this an international player as in an international player, or is this an international player as in an American player? Do we just get an extra American? Or does this have to be a Mexican or, or a European or something? Swahili or Samoan? Joe Pow Pow sort of thing. I don't know. Is it? Does anybody have any clarity on that? It was kind of my belief that it was going that it had to be like a. It could not be an American. It could have to be like a like you said a Mexican or a European player. I could be wrong. I, that's how I read it, but I might be wrong. Well, define international. Someone not from the U.S. or Canada. That's not how it's. Just defined. Our ratio is national True. players and international players. International yeah. players are anybody who was not born in Canada. No, I agree with that. I'm just, I'm not sure how they're interpreting it. Okay, so is this an international, international player? As into an American international player? Or do we have a ratio now that's going to be Canadians... Americans and international players. We're going to change the the wording on the roster, on the ratio. I was confused about five minutes ago. <laughs> what do you think Derek Dennis is? Well, that's enough. That's a story for another day. Well, I think that's a great story. <laughs> Mark, what do you got to say about this? Are these Americans, international Americans, uh, international Mexicans? Mexicans, this is this a racist comment. I think it has to be an international. International, would that be it? It's got to be a Mexican or one of the Europeans. It, they're not going to make another spot for an American just because. Yeah, we're going to make an um, extra spot for a Mexican just because. It, it would. Well, that's your CFL 2.0. Yes, it is. And I understand that. It, it's entirely possible it's a concession to the Mexican leagues and 
the European leagues that are going to lose these players, at least then they can say, well, see, he's on the roster, he's he's down on the field, he's actually going to be playing, or special teams, or at least be on the roster, just a concession to them for that. I still think they're cannon fodder myself. I, I don't see many teams having a international, international, just because. Well, if there's a roster spot specifically for an international, international player, and one of the international, international players doesn't make your roster, why would you have that position? Of course, somebody's yeah. going to make the team. They are going to have. We are going to have nine players in the CFL from outside of Canada and America because or, we've now created a position for it. Whether or not they're quality enough to play is a whole different ballgame. It mm-hmm. could even be a practice roster spot. I'm the guy that holds for field goals. <laughs> hey, Chad Rimple made a great career out of snapping a ball for field goals and punts, so hey, why not? Um, no, it could be that it's a practice roster spot. They haven't really said where on the roster. It could be just a PR spot. Well, hang on. An extra roster spot is not going to be a practice roster. It's not. It's going to be a, a you're allowed 41 or 42 or 48 players. How many teams, yeah. how many players are on a roster right now? Not sure. I thought it was 21 and 22 and. If you're counting practice roster, I want to say it's 51. But... Yeah. Here it is. Facts on, uh, okay, eligibility, supplemental draft. 44. Rosters were 44. Yeah. 44 and 46-man rosters. Team must, okay, the reserve list consists of two players and has no international national classification restrictions to reserve list. Da, 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 da. Teams must set their 46-man roster 24 hours before a game and then select their 44-man active roster from these 46 players one hour prior to the game time. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yep. How many players in the field? Yeah, using a 46-man roster is what they have. So... Just add, make it at 50 for mathematic purposes with the money made sense. 46-man 40, roster is what they, they have. One of those positions are now 47 positions. One of those has to be an international, international, some, never mind, I'm not going to say it. I'd get hate mail tomorrow. Probably going to get a hate mail anyhow. Okay, so... Um, Anybody got any will? You you didn't jump on that one. Did you have some, a say on that, or do you have a say on that? Or do you want me I to ring the bell so you don't give a shit? I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll ring the bell for you. I love it. Okay, no more employee bonuses, additional roster spots. Work permits for American players will be open, allowing them to seek other employment in Canada during the off-season. Well... I thought they were. Don't don't you guys remember uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, running back, Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Corey Sheets 
was working in the oil patch in the off season and got busted smoking pot while he was waiting driving truck. You remember that? He may have been yep. living up here though. Well, All that's right. what a work permit allows you to yeah. do is to live up here. Uh, trust me, I got lots of girls that come over from Europe and they have to get work permits to come in. Okay, so I, I know all about these. Um, but yeah, so if you get a work permit to come into Canada, you either are specifically sponsored by a uh, employer and you're only allowed to work for that employer, or you get an open permit and you're allowed to go work at any ski resort around because a lot of the Australians come up with work permits and they go work at Whistler or Banff or Jasper or whatever else. And they move all over the place doing stupid jobs like washing dishes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see why this is such a big deal. This just means that we can't, we have to, apply for open work permits as opposed to a specific work permit makes no big difference to the team. In fact, it's probably advantageous to the team. Why this wasn't done before is ridiculous. Why it has to be part of the CBA. Again, this is probably one of the concessions. It's really not a concession. This is no sweat off the back of the the team. Big deal. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Let's just face it. These guys are temporary foreign workers. It could have almost been like a housekeeping type thing, changing it from a closed work permit to an open one. Yeah, but we we know players who have had open work permits while they were up here because they had part-time jobs, some of them even yeah, well, during the season. Big Hill does now. Yep. Yeah, but he married Canadian. He's becoming a, a, a landed immigrant. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay. So landed immigrants are just like Canadians, except they can't vote. I got a buddy of mine that's been a landed immigrant for 35 years because he won't become a Canadian citizen because he doesn't want to pledge allegiance to the Queen. He's an Irishman. He says, fuck that bitch. I'll become a Canadian when that bitch dies, is what he says. (laughs) She's just holding on forever. (laughs) He might die first. Okay. Uh... I think it's a good thing. Move on. Rookie salary scale. This is where you – I think you got this one wrong, Mark, or, or reading this. It says a rookie salary scale that's said to start at 85000 for the first overall pick. So nobody – Start at 85000 It's not capped at 85000 Do you see what I mean? No, I thought it – that unless these guys, unless Three Down, down Nation has it wrong, it says that first round picks get eighty five thousand dollars a year, or start at eighty five thousand. We can't pay them fifty four thousand dollars a year. If you're a first round pick, we can't sign you for fifty four thousand. We have to give you eighty five thousand. Doesn't say we don't have to. We we can't give you one hundred and twenty five thousand. I was liking the concept of a rookie salary cap of no more than $85,000 for a rookie coming into the league. I love that, but that's not what this is. It's on a sliding scale, though. It's not going to slide upwards for a 14th round pick. Probably not. Probably not. But it starts at $85,000. Starts. Not capped at. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. So it, it doesn't mean that 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 whole thing with Josiah St. John, who wanted one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, that it's not going to prevent that from happening again. It just means that the riders couldn't have paid him less than eighty-five thousand. So does that mean that I read it that way too? So, but uh, maybe we were wrong. So what this basically (coughs) says to me is that Brett Boyko is making eighty-five k minimum. I still think it's a minimum salary. It's just the way it's worded here. You're thinking it's a cap. Yeah. You're thinking it's a maximum for a rookie. That's the maximum. I I like that. Don't get me wrong. I love that idea. I think that's perfect because rookies shouldn't be making more than 85k okay but that's not what this says it says it's a a salary scale that starts at 85,000 for first overall pick right that's right it starts but I think it goes down from there not up well maybe for the second round picks yes it it may just be the way that these idiots at three down nation have worded this that wouldn't hey, shock me in the least. I no, no, not at all. So it could just be worded terribly here, and it really is what you guys are saying it is. But in my command of the English language, that's not what it says here. Mm. That doesn't mean the words are right. And we won't know until we finally get some some clarification as to the real terms. And those aren't supposed to come out until after the ratification vote is done. And so all of this is all secret. So why do we have this information? Mm-hmm. Okay. The deal went to the CFLPA team reps on Wednesday and is to be given to the union members later on. A ratification vote is, is expected to be held sometime next week. Considering the CBA expires on Saturday and training camp starts on Sunday, they're expecting this to be ratified. Yes. They would not be going to camp if they weren't. They were also oh. told two days ago to be ready for camp. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the players got a hell of a good deal here, way more than I thought they would. Uh, the whole revenue sharing thing that, that the players used to have, and it was taken off the table, I think, about 20 years ago. And uh, – the teams have said, no way is that coming back in. They've got it back in, and it is substantial. Huge victory for the players. Like I said before, I think any any of the veteran players who vote against this or don't understand this is just basically because they're just not understanding this. It needs to be uh, explained to them maybe with a hammer. Sometimes that's the only way that you can beat things into dead wood. Mm-hmm. Okay, wrapping up the uh, tentative CBA agreement, 
William, you have anything to add or discuss about this? Not really. You wrap it. it just ha- holds no interest to you at all, does it? Let's play well, football. No, no, no. It, 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 it does, but it hasn't been ratified yet. Um, I'd like to see the whole thing, which it, once it is. Okay, that's all. Yeah. We're That's gonna go over it again. And we're gonna get we're gonna get the yeah, real I'm, deal and I'm, talk about I'm, it later. I'm sure it will, but I'd like it ratified. I'd like to see the real thing and take it from there. That's all. Okay, Mark, are you still here with us right now, or you left? No, he's gone. No, I'm here. He's go- I'm here. Okay. Oh, I'm uh, July. Mark has to I'm get up at three a, three a.m. So he uh, he's gonna bow out and go to bed. Uh, he did say he was going to give us the first hour, and he's given us an hour and ten minutes, which uh, we all greatly appreciate. And we got through the CBA discussions and uh, the uh, Calgary signings. So um, thanks, Mark, for sticking around. Say good night to the fans. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. And just because I won't be at the end of the show, BC sucks. Yeah, and so do Bomber fans. You have a good one, buddy. Cheers. Okay, moving on. The Mark's out of here. I I, I don't know. Okay, we're gonna we're finished the CBA. That's it. Charles, do you have anything to add? Will didn't. Mark left. No, I I You're think just we've happy uh, it's done. Gone through it. I happy it's done. I'm happy we're not probably not gonna have to talk about this anymore. Let's get. Out of the boardroom and onto the field. Enough's enough. 100% agree. 100% agree. Okay. So let's uh, jump over to the next thing here. You, 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 Please explain segment number two to me. All right. I'm just pulling it up here. Segment number two. I deleted the link, so okay. I don't have the link. So You're talking the, about the Calgary Stampeders... Um, are in a bit of a predicament right now is that they're not used to. They've lost 11 starters or 12 starters, something like that. So they're in a situation right now where there's a lot of jobs up for grabs in Calgary because a lot of their starters are gone. So while they're the defending Grey Cup champions, uh, they've got some holes to fill. 11 of 24. Yeah, gone that's somewhere half else. of their team. That's half of yeah. their starters. How much does this concern you, Will? <laughs> that's the understatement of the world. It concerns me a whole bunch. Although Calgary has always managed to replace players, there's too many of them, man. It's a lot. There's, there's 11 of them. And not only do they have to replace those 11 players, but if you look at uh, Calgary's offense, okay, they're uh, sucking wind for receivers as well. Mm-hmm. Because Kamar Jordan is – Kamar Jordan is probably not going to play this year, okay, after his knee injury. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's not going to play this year. Um, it looks that way. Mark and Michelle is gone to the NFL. 
Chris Matthews yep. is gone to Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, you know, what's his name? Eric Rogers. He's got a wonky knee. He has had a wonky knee for quite some time. Devarius um, Daniels uh, has gone to Edmonton. Devarius yep. Daniels gone to Edmonton. Lamar Jordan, so, uh, Durant Lamar Durant's going to BC. BC. Yeah, he's uh, not worth even talking about. Um, well, I disagree. Uh, well, I know, but he's Of course you do. BC. You're a BC Lions fan. You'll, you'll understand when you go through a season with him, okay? Um, Fair enough. Uh, you know what? They're, it's a whole new team. Let's face it. It's a whole new team. Um, and what they're saying in the article is, you know, it's the guys who've been waiting in the wings for the last two years, last three years. Well, it's time to step up. I just can't see Calgary having enough players around to replace those guys that have left and enough good players. It's just, it's just, it's not feasible as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But Calgary has a system and we'll see how the system works. Okay. So, So, you know, yep. Does Will think they're still going to throw for 6,000 yards and, and go 20 and 0? Absolutely. Okay. You just said they had no receivers. <laughs> yeah. So who's they can throwing find it to the mascot? <laughs> they can find that, new ones, Charles. That fat bitch up on oh. the horse. <laughs> they can find new ones. Don't say that. It's her daughter now. She's skinny. Um, Here, catch, quick six. And kind of hot. <laughs> um, did I say that? Whoops. Um, yeah, you need you know, glasses. I'm an optimistic guy, Charles, number one. And number two, uh, other teams have their own problems. Okay? Fair enough. That's so, quite true. I mean, you know, you can look at BC, and I'm I'm optimistic about BC, but they have a new head coach. They have basically new coaches. I've never yeah. been impressed with their I've never been impressed with their offensive coordinator. Not even close. Um you know, their defense might show something, but it's all a crapshoot, man. You get, you gotta put all these pieces together and see if they gel. Yeah. And and that's tough for every team. I mean I and I look at and if you look at it, one of the things that free agency did in this off season for for every team it's a whole bunch of teams that have to regel because they've all got new parts and pieces. I mean, you think about it. If you think about it, Edmonton is basically a new team. BC yeah. is basically a new team. Yeah. Calgary is going to be a new team. Saskatchewan, yeah. they have a better wow. they have a better defense than most, but they don't have they a still, quarterback. Still, they still got Zach Caleros. That's yeah, correct. But, okay. But I like Zach Caleros, and he's a talented quarterback. Yeah. If they can protect him, they're going to be fine. Uh, we should be talking about their O line. We should be talking about their O line, not their quarterback. If he, if it doesn't matter, if he, if they have a good O line, he's still not going to perform the way he used to perform. He's too beat up. He's never coming back to where he was in 2014. I guarantee it. And I also think it's a lot mental with him, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. He has to get his confidence back. He has to know that he is safe back there. And he's not. 
and he wasn't safe last year. And there's no, yeah, no I, big change. Ryder fans are telling me they've got the best O-line in the league. And, you know, there's only one thing i got to say about that. Bullshit! Bullshit. I mean, and the other thing with Zach Kolaris, okay, he's got to get his confidence back. He'd like to play like the old Zach Kolaris. But the first time he takes off and run, if anybody gets a hit at the guy or a hit on him, he's going to be concussed again. I think he's a guy who should retire. I, I, I he's said reminding that me a ago. lot of Buck Pierce. When Buck Pierce near the end, where just you just you cringed every time the guy took a hit because you didn't know if he was going to get up. That Travis Lulay, Dave Dickinson, well, yeah, but Ricky Ray. Can we just can Matt we just Dunnigan. keep naming them? Matt yeah, Dunnigan. We can. Okay. We can. I mean. I get it. They're tough, but I mean, wow. So, so yeah, I think this year the whole league is a crapshoot. And to pick any team as the overall leader, I think people are dreaming. So I figure, say, Bo Levi and the offense is going to go 6,000 yards because you never know it could happen. It probably won't, but it could happen. I mean, for all we know, in 2001, Marcus Crandall could have won the Great Cup. Oh, wait a minute, he did. He did. Right, so that's my point exactly. But that's Is there a why show I love that goes the CFL. By that we don't mention that. <laughs> that's why I love the CFL. <laughs> hey Charles, that's yeah. my biggest. That's my biggest pet peeve of all time. Okay. Pet peeve, really? Why would that yes. be a pet peeve? That's your team winning the Grey Cup. Why would that be a pet peeve? Oh, but because uh, you were a Charles, bomber fan Charles, at the time. That's I was why. a bomber fan, Charles. Okay. That's why. Get over it. So, well, I'm never going to get over that. I'm just never going to get over that. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, see, if you're it's a Ryder fan and you couldn't get over the 13th man, I'd understand that, okay? But... Oh, no, I probably would have hung myself after that oh, game. Stupid. Okay. That was funny as hell. How can you Best not ending have of any one great guy on the, how, can, how come you can't have one guy on the sidelines with both of his shoes off, counting, okay, as they go along to make sure they have enough guys, and then when his feeder ran out, he uses his fingers, okay? You, and, you, know who, you know whose fault that is, don't you? And he's got a really important position in the CFL right now. Paul LaPolice. Oh, uh-huh. no, it was Cavis Reed. <laughs> okay. okay yeah, well, that, that adds up. That explains Cav- a lot of things going on in Montreal. It was Cavis yeah. Reed's responsibility. Yep. He knew it was wrong. He knew it was wrong. There was nothing he could do about it. There was n- he couldn't pull the players off. The, the the guys were out there set, and he was just sitting there waiting for the flag to fly, and it did. He, he said he knew it. He wow. knew exactly who was who did it wrong, and somebody went couldn't out there when it wasn't a, their play. Couldn't he have called a timeout? I don't think they had any left. Yeah, yeah. It was game over. I'm not going to say it didn't make my day, okay? I'm not going to say that because that would be just wrong. Well, you know, it was it was the fact that the kicker, and I don't even remember who it was, the Montreal kicker, 
He, he uh, missed I think it. Was Damon Duvall. I think you're right. Yeah, he missed it. And, yeah. and, and, and he missed the, the the field goal. If he had made the field goal, the 13th man wouldn't have mattered. The penalty would have got declined. Yep. Right. Right? So it really wasn't that big of a deal. It only became a big deal because Montreal failed to get the field goal and got to move up 10 yards and do it again. And he got a second chance. <laughs> and he got a second chance. And, and nobody fucks up a second chance like that. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Speaking of fucking up second chances, June Jones leaves the Hamilton Tiger Cats to join the XFL in Houston. Vince McMahon stole another one from the Canadian Football League. The first one was Jamie Elizondo. Okay, so June Jones books it out of Hamilton a week before training camp starts. The Hamilton Tiger Cats lose their OC. Is this a blessing in disguise for them? Because what happens? They promote Tommy Condell. Tommy Condell's back in the OC position in Hamilton. And who's the head coach? Orlando Steinauer. Oh, my God, the Hamilton Tiger Cats of, of before Ken Austin is coming back together. All they need now is Zach Caleros. Do we think that there should be a rule that coaches can't leave after a certain point in time? Contracts are contracts, and we hold them to it. I think so, because it really screws with the team. I know they have a good contingency plan and so on, but even so, losing, the riders uh, didn't. One of your coaches, uh, literally a week before training camp. I don't care what kind of contingency plan you've got in in place. Uh, it's going to have an effect. Yeah, you would think it did. Yeah, it just... Um, and everybody's picking on, you know, saying, well, what did you expect? You demoted June Jones from head coach to offensive coordinator. Oh, and you gave the job to Orlando Steinauer because the whiny little brat wanted the job or he was going to leave. Bullshit. Bullshit. June Jones stepped down, stepped aside because he didn't want to do the head coaching job anymore. And uh, Orlando Steinauer has been groomed for that position for 10 years. And it was only Kent Austin in the way. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not happy with any of that bullshit. June Jones did not get distant in Hamilton. He, he would accepted that position very well. If, if they actually wanted to remove him from head coach, they would have fired his ass completely. They wouldn't have offered if him it, the OC position. If it comes down to an option of losing June Jones or losing Orlando Steinauer, which one is more expendable? Goodbye, June. Exactly. Bye-bye now. Enjoy the XFL. He won't be coming back to the CFL. I mean, no, he's whole, done in the CFL. Just, just the fact that he was up here anyhow. And Jerry Glanville was bordering on a joke. <laughs> what do we got here? Uh, 923. Let's jump over. Will, you, you, you don't... You, you going to put any input in this one? Or am I getting ready for my buzzer? 
Oh, we lost Will. No, we didn't. He's still here. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What were we talking about? I You guys brought something up when you were just talking, and I had to search and see. Where is Kent Austin now? He's he's in some NCAA school. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. June Jones leaving uh, oh, Hamilton you know to go yeah, to the okay. XFL. Sorry. You know what? Uh, I think I, it's not a good thing for anybody to leave just before training camp. I mean, come on. You can't put an offense in that quick. Um, June Jones has made that team what it is for the last two years. So is it going to hurt? Probably. But let's see how Orlando Steinhauer does and how Tommy Condell does and take it from there because yeah. you don't really have a choice. And I'm curious yeah. to know how many how many other coaches were going to lose to the XFL. Hmm. I mean, nobody had the resume that June Jones had, okay, as far as American football goes. So we shall see. We shall see. Okay. So – Kent Austin is the uh, co-offensive coordinator and foot and quarterback coach for Uni- uh, Liberty University, which is a Division One NCAA school in Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. The Liberty Flames. I've never and heard. He's probably before, making. So. I have more money either. So. Yeah. But he's he's a, a co-offensive coordinator, so that means there's a couple of them there. Not sure what that means. Okay, so we're gonna kill. I'm just closing up windows here and see what's going on here. <laughs> okay, jumping on down there. June Jones is gone. Goodbye. Kiss my ass. I don't care. I'm done with that. Uh, CFL not going with territorial picks, citing teams' willingness to pick locally to begin with. Now, wasn't this a, a rule that they had said that uh, ter- the Toronto and Winnip- and Montreal got territorial picks, and now they're going back on that? Is that what's happening here, Charles? Uh, it seems to be that way, yeah, which is weird. Because they uh, did actually of- have them in the last draft, so I don't know if they're getting rid of them in this dra- the ne- upcoming draft. That would seem very suspicious if that was the case. Okay, whose article is this? This is Josh Smith uh, from Three Down Nation, and he says, as much as I love the CFL, they make some bonehead, dumb decisions from time to time, and sometimes more often than that. One decision was when the league decided a few weeks before the draft to basically gift the Toronto Argonauts and Montreal Alouettes uh, pick each for no reason whatsoever. Well, that's an opinion. That's not really what they the, the league thought. But anyhow... Uh, it appears that uh, they've gone back on that. So I don't know what that did. How, it makes no sense. Mm. Territorial picks, they're a good thing, but teams tend to do that anyhow. You know, Calgary Stampeders picks more Calgary Dinos than they do any other school in the CFL. Do you agree with that, mm-hmm. Will? 
Um, not necessarily agree with it, but they do tend to pick hometown guys sometimes. Yeah. And you know what? In the reality of the situation, and we've seen it in the last couple of years, look at look at uh, the dude we were just talking about that you guys signed, Durant. Okay. Yeah. Lamar he's Durant. A, he's a B, He's a BC guy. Okay. Chuk Calgary. He was with Calgary for three years, injured, played one season. Come free agency, what does he do? He goes back home. Right. Suk Chuck okay. goes back to BC. Brad Sinopoli goes to Ottawa. Brad Sinopoli you know? goes back to Ottawa. So it might benefit you to start picking guys in, from your hometown. Or it would benefit you pick... not picking te- players from not your hometown. Right. It, it benefits you. And that's why I personally, I think the – a draft pick should be made to stick with that team for at least six years, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I said four, but yeah, I, I, I do agree. Because teams are developing them, and then they're going somewhere else. That yeah. was one thing that I, that, uh, I was kind of surprised at. I would have thought that uh, the league or the teams would wanted to have some sort of restricted free agency like they've got. This is really the only league in North America that doesn't have uh, a type of restricted free agency because you literally can have guys come up, develop in two years, and then jump ship. Well, so does the, the NFL uh, have anything like that? I believe they do, yes. I, I believe they have some sort of um, protection for some players. I, I, mean, I, I hate the, the concept of free agency completely. I just absolutely despise it. Okay? It's just wrong. Look at the, what is the NHL, Charles? Isn't it 26 or 27? Before I think it's you can become, become, before you become before an you become a UFA, right? Yes. No. So that gives your team what if you're so drafting eighteen? You got, any team eight you got years. Not nine, eight, nine years. Yeah. CFL, you can sign a two-year deal and then you're gone. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't seem right, especially when you got teams that are putting money into yeah. developing these players only to benefit somebody else. And there you go. You look at a guy like Tande Adelike from last year's St. Peter's team. He was only here for two years. They wasted a draft pick. So. Yeah. Okay. So we we like the concept, but eh, move on. Ryder signed former NFL punter John Ryan. Is this big news? Pretty big news. Do we think that he's going to be able to... I mean, he's just a punter. He's not a punter kicker. He's a, just a punter. Directional punter. Pretty good at it from what I understand. 37 years old. Doesn't have a young he leg can, anymore. He can kick the shit out of the ball, though. He can. He's a great punter. Yeah, he is. So, we, we think that he st- this is a good ad. So good an ad that they ditched Josh Bartell immediately. National Josh Bartell. That was one of the arguments that I had today with Jared. Jared Zanowich. Um, he thinks that teams should be um, fined or penalized for releasing a player between free agency and training camp. Yeah, citing the example of Solomon Aluminium, 
And I turn around and says, okay, so the Saskatchewan Rough Riders should be fined or penalized for releasing Paul, uh, Josh Bartell, uh, because they signed John Ryan and made their team better. So you, we should penalize that team because of that, because they let somebody go between uh, free agency and training camp. What a stupid concept. Absolutely ludicrous. Makes no sense to me at all. Why would you penalize the team for that? You guys are not jumping up and arguing with me. Why? You agreeing with me? I kind of agree with you. <laughs> okay, then say something in confirmation. Okay? I agree. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you guys are not helping me here tonight at all. Come on, what's going on here? Dad, I'm 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 gonna go get some new panelists. <laughs> well, I know one guy that. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it, I haven't looked at the board. Do we have any phone call? Nobody's phoned us in. Okay? I haven't so, looked. Yeah. Oh, who? We, please God, probably. no. What? What's that? I said, no, we're not. God, no. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, one of our new uh, listeners there, Phil Miller. Hope you're listening to the tonight. You uh, talking to Mark back and forth, just found out about our podcast. Welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, thanks for listening, along with the other 3,500 people out there in 28 different countries. Uh, big shout-out to you guys and the fans. What's going on here? Oh, why is my computer hung up? There we go. We finally sent that picture. Take a look at the picture. That's Jonathan Hefney. Look at that surgery. Oh, Jesus. Stapled up. Bet you that hurts, eh? Yeah. Probably doesn't feel great. No, 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 no. Okay. John Ryan, so you guys think this is a good signing for the Riders, eh? Are you disappointed your team didn't pick him up? Or I'm kind of disappointed my team didn't pick him up because, you know what? Yeah. Lions really don't have a kicker. And I'm going to say, we still need a kicker. I'm I'm comfortable with them going and picking up Josh Kuspartel. But but he doesn't kick field goals. We need someone to kick field goals. Well, we need both. We need a punter because think, our punting game yeah. punting game is far more important than field goals. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Having a punter is far more important than a field goal kicker. And yeah. so many people do not uh, understand or agree with that one. I hear uh, Paul McCallum's looking for a job. <laughs> no, he's not, actually. I was talking to him the other day. He's quite comfortable being a real estate agent. Oh, is he? In okay. Surrey. In Surrey. Wow. In Surrey. In Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Surrey. Mm. Hey, did you go to uh did you go to seven eleven the other day in Merritt and get a free Coke Slurpee from David Benefield? Was he there? Yes. No. Yes. I no why didn't anybody tell me this? I was gonna I was gonna text I was gonna text you but no, I was just going through Facebook and he had a he had a video on saying he was on his way to Surrey or on his way to Merritt. 
And anybody who wanted to show up at 7-Eleven, he was going to buy them a free Slurpee. Oh, I would have been there in a heartbeat. There you go. Sorry. Oh, now I'm upset. I thought you guys were such good friends. He would have came to visit you. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I I, I gotta I gotta give him a sh- shit. Mm, never mind. We'll we'll move on from that one. Okay, Calgary. Okay. Calgary is still working towards a new field house stadium plan for the Stampeders. I'm I'm confused. Is this what's a field house stadium? Does that make sense to you? Please tell uh, everybody I, out. Out there in Radio Land, what a Fieldhouse Stadium is and why this is a good thing. I, I think a Fieldhouse Stadium is a new stadium for the Stampeders. Yes. Okay. I understand that. But is this a good thing? This this it's a Fieldhouse Stadium. Should we look this up? No, it's a Fieldhouse and a stadium. So there'll be yeah. other sports activities, right? Yeah. An indoor yeah, Fieldhouse. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this was part of that Calgary Next plan, which was proposed with the new arena and stuff like that. I think this is a portion of it still uh, that they're still trying to get done. Because the Calgary Next plan that was proposed a a couple years ago uh, was never going anywhere. But this is, I think, uh, remnants of that. Okay. You know, and in 2028, when we have the next Grey Cup in Calgary, it's still going to be at McMahon Stadium, okay? <laughs> and people are going to be complaining again. Okay, so we're going to go off the chart. not char- going anywhere. We're going off the chart right now. I'm going rogue. And... Winnipeg Blue Bombers have introduced a ticket with no seat and a free drink. <laughs> Only in Winnipeg. You know what? This is Can't a brilliant to, idea. Can't you just go to the bar? Come on. Well, that's what they've got. They've got a bar called the Rum Hut, and it's in, yes, I know that. in IG Stadium. And uh, mm-hmm. so you can get admission into the stadium. You don't get a seat anywhere. You just get to walk around on the concourse drinking. Are you going to watch football? <laughs> Have no idea. They just want well, this I big heard. social atmosphere. And do you think apparently this is a good thing? The, apparently, you can see the field from the concourse. So okay, yeah, yeah, but that's only um, if you're front row. It's not like it's a sloped concourse, so the guy at the back can see too. I'm sure they got TV screens up all over the place, but. You know, still, you when know, it comes down maybe, to the end of the game and it's close and every, everybody rushes to the edge, those, the, 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 the uh, aisle attendants, are, it's going to be a nightmare for them. A freaking nightmare. But I think it might be a ploy to attract a younger crowd, too. Yep. Okay. So, you know, maybe that's it. You know, you got to love Jared. Did you see the poll he puts up? Who whines more, yes. Derek Dennis or babies? <laughs> that kind of reaction from Derek Dennis on Twitter. 
Yes, did it, it really? Did. Yeah, he was yes, not happy. Did. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I posted the. There were, if you look up in the uh, in the show chat, I actually posted his response. I posted a picture of it. Um, if you go up, uh, let me just find it here. Where did I put this? Um, it's on here. Yeah, where uh, Derek Dennis responded, uh, saying, "This is why I'm being quiet. All the fans don't appreciate us, but there are great ones out there." And then he posted a screen cap of Jared's poll from our group underneath. You know what? The truth hurts, baby. Okay? People don't like the truth. Mm-hmm. That's I, I, how, how did he get this? Is he a member of our group? Someone. I I don't think he is, but I'm guessing that someone he knows is. Is. Um. So I think he's on my. I think he's on my friends list for sure. He's your friend. Yeah, I think so. I put him on there. Wow. Cool. And I I think he wanted I wanted him to be my friend when he went to Saskatchewan because I wanted to chew on his ass, but. He never responded that quickly. So. Okay, so uh, yeah, I had to I had to come out with that one. Dead Derek Dennis, this is this is just priceless. Okay, um, yeah. Moving on, moving on, moving on. One nagging question for the riders heading into training camp: Can Zach Calero stay healthy? Didn't we already talk about this? We yeah, did. no, no, no. He can't stay healthy. No. You sure? I'm positive. Okay, so you just gotta go with We have an 18-game schedule over 21 weeks. Yep. 18 games. Yep. How many mm-hmm. is Zach Caleros going to get through before he gets injured? How Can't many games did he through? How many games did he miss last year? Uh, I don't know. Look it up. I have to look that up. I, I know that since he's been in the CFL, he has not finished the CFL game or a season. No, he has not played season, every no. game in the in the in the um, thing. He just, just hasn't done it. Pulling up his okay. stats from last year, 2018, he played in 14 games. Yeah, and and missed the playoff game, which was a career yeah. which ties a career high for him. The only other time well, he did that was when he was in Toronto in 2013. And I believe that, that was 18 was games, though. He was in. He dressed for 18 games in Toronto and started in eight. Yeah. Okay. So he started yeah. 14 games, that which is a high because in Hamilton he started 13, and then 12, and then 10, and then eight, and then, <laughs> then a career high in Saskatchewan was 14. So he has never completed a CFL season. As a starter. Nope. Nope. He has not. So, he's, as a starter, he started 13 games in Hamilton, then 12, 10, 8, and 14 in Saskatchewan. How many games is he going to start in this year? Will? Six. Charles. I'll go a little higher than Will. I'm going to say 11. I'm going to say 11. I'm going to be a dick and say two. 
it's no, bad. I think I I think he'll start the first six games and he'll get concussed and he'll be out for the season. Because it'll get they have, worse. They have no viable backup. They don't have a viable quarterback. They don't have a viable starter. I was thinking the same thing right now, Will. <sighs> they're gonna have they're gonna have a monster fucking defense. Their defense is gonna be monstrous. I would be shocked if they weren't the number one defense in the CFL this year. They might be. Okay, because their defensive backfield is young, and I think they're only gonna get better. Then they got Charleston Hughes, Mika Johnson, and and Solly. Okay, like, come on. If Solly can play anywhere, if he's 80% of what he used to be, they're going to be scary. Yeah. But they also, they lost Willie Jefferson, and a lot of people aren't putting a lot of stock in that, except for Willie Jefferson was the highest scoring person on that team. (laughs) And the scariest thing is, in case anybody doesn't know out there, Willie Jefferson was not a wide receiver. No, no, he was a defensive lineman. <laughs> he was a defensive lineman. He scored more points on that team than any other individual. Come on, seriously. When has that ever happened? I don't know. <laughs> And they lost their number one scoring player. And he's now in Winnipeg. I don't know. Zach, nagging question. Zach Calero, is he going to stay healthy? The answer to that is no. 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 But, I, you know, I'm a big Zach Caleros fan. You guys all know that. I, I think the guy has amazing yep. skills. Amazing skills. He just has had the it Ken Austin killed him. I have no respect for Austin. Shoot the son of a bitch. He's out of the league. Stop talking about him. Bothers me. Okay, Bryant's Mit, Bryant Mitchell. His release from who was it, Tampa Bay or somebody? Um I thought it was Buffalo. Is it Buffalo? I don't know. It's a some fun fucking American city. Uh, no, it was Arizona Cardinals. Right. Okay. That's right. Doesn't really matter. Okay. So my question is, it, it, this could be a huge guy. I mean, this, this he's a an, an amazing receiver. He's he's a free agent in Canada. He does not. No one owns his rights. Do we believe that he's coming back to the CFL, or do you think he's going to try to get on with another NFL team? I'm not an NFL guy. I can't answer this question. Will, you're a football guy. You you watch this other stupid league. So is he well, gonna is he good enough to make another team? Well. He could latch on to another team and even on a practice roster to make money, probably. So 
I don't think he's coming back here. And if he does come back here, I think Calgary could use him. <laughs> but they don't usually do that, so. No, but they do need some receivers, and that might not be a bad pick. I mean, he did – he was uh, uh, one of uh, Mike Riley's number one targets. Do we need him in B.C., Charles? We got Deron uh, Carter. We got Deron Carter and uh, and uh, Brian Burnham. You can never have too many weapons, as far as I'm concerned. So if he wants to come here, I'm all for it. My You're question all for is it. whether or not the Lions can afford him. But if they can fit it in the cap, be, be my guest. So part part of this article is the teams who would be most likely to sign him. The number one team most likely to sign him is the BC Lions. Why wouldn't Mitchell want to rejoin the forces with one of CFL's most prolific quarterbacks? Even in a limited playing time, he and Mike Riley had a ton of success. While Mitchell would join Geron Carter and Brian Burnham to form one of the most feared passing catch, pass-catching trios in the CFL. I'm all over that. Uh, Argos going over to his buddy, Darrell Walker. Nah, I'm not going to Toronto. Edmonton. Would he go back to Edmonton? No, no, no. That's not going to happen. Calgary. Calgary. Needs to go to Calgary. Okay. He could go there. Joning uh, Eric Rogers and Kamar Jordan in the hospital wing. Yeah. They need receivers in Calgary. That could be a fit. Could be a fit. Do we want it to be a fit? I don't know. Okay. So you want him in, in Calgary, Will? I don't want him, but we could use him. You don't want him, but we could use him. Is that what you really just said? Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just Calgary doesn't do that. Okay? I know. They just don't do it. And and it, it's, it's amazing because I see all the Calgary <laughs> coaches, and <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's a mindset, but none of them. None of them seemed overly concerned, okay? So I'm just saying, I mean, wow. It'll it'll be interesting. So be Okay, uh this last one on the roster here just kinda is weird. It made the CFL website. And it says, CFL fans' wedding draws national crowd. So this couple who, um, I don't know, they got together over over the Internet, I guess. Uh, Deb, who is a Stamps fan, and Vince, who is a Red Blacks fan, uh, kind of got together, ended up getting engaged, and uh, were married. But their wedding had people from all over the country who were all their friends. It would be kind of like a, a Let's Talk CFL wedding uh, where, you know, a whole pile of people were there. And you look at the picture, and there's jerseys from every single CFL town, and which is kind of weird. Even the Eskimos were there. I know you wouldn't let an Eskimo at your wedding, would you, Will? I'm married. I'm not having a wedding anytime soon. <laughs> probably a good idea. Maybe we could all go to Chris's wedding. Is he getting married? Thing. I thought he just had one date. 
Well, he did, but he got to start somewhere, man. Huh. So the guest book was a football. So everybody signed the football. Yep. Uh, cool. That's kind of cool. It's kind of But it's like having cool. a neat Star Wars wedding or something like that, you know? This could happen in Calgary or could happen in Ottawa. This couldn't happen in Saskatchewan. If they had a football wedding in Regina, everybody would wear green. And, yes. But, yeah, no, no, go like, ahead. I was scared you were going to say something bad. Am, am <laughs> I digging a hole? I don't know. I don't try and think what's going to come out of your mouth anymore. So <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about marrying your sister or first cousin or anything like that. I, yeah. I didn't even think about that until now. Or Mary Tippecanoe. <sighs> Scatchard oh, where the men are men, so are the women, and the sheep are scared. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> oh, God, you're digging, oh, buddy. You're you were commenting earlier that you were going to get hate mail? Oh, yeah. Big time. Hope your mailman has a good back. <laughs> we haven't picked on the riders in a long time. Do you know why? Because we've been they too busy picking on the stupid. bombers. They haven't been done anything stupid in a long time. Their, their fans have been good. They've been respectful. They've been behaving themselves. You know, we it, it's it's not right. It's not football season without the riders fucking up somewhere. We know something's going to happen. They're going to do something stupid soon, I'm thinking. Well, they have I to. It's seeing, inevitable. Mm-hmm. I keep on seeing an advertisement for a bus trip to Saskatchewan against Calgary during the season. And Why I've got some people have been... Well, because they do that, I guess, so they can drink. And I've got some people phoning me and hounding me saying, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, I can't do that, guys. Hey, hang on, hang get... on, hang on. What I I would jump on an airplane, fly over there, and go to a bar, not get on a bus and drink on a bus. I know, but that's what they do. Really? It's a Saskatchewan. It's a Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Calgary thing. It's, it's okay. kind of what the poor people folk, poor folk do, isn't it? I, I, I guess. I I went on a bus tour to Apple River, Wisconsin once, and I wish I could tell you it was a good time, but I was drunk for 78 hours straight, so. Well, don't they typically supply you with booze on that? No, you got to bring your own, Charles. You can bring your own, yep. That's probably fine. People bring their own just so they can get through it. I guess so. Uh, I don't know. And if you've ever ever done the trip from Calgary to Saskatchewan on the road, it's not real exciting, okay? No, no, I can't see why anybody well, would want to do a that. Straight line. I mean, uh, I've always known the buses as being called loser cruisers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm sorry, I wouldn't this get get on a bus and some guy goes goes ballistic and starts cutting people's heads off and eating them. It's kind of wrong. I don't do buses. I don't, I don't do well, buses. Well, and 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 my trip my trip to Apple River, Wisconsin, was delayed on the way back because we stopped at the border, 
And <laughs> got busted. the bus driver stood up. The bus driver stood up and said, everybody keep your mouth shut when they come on the bus. So a guy gets on the bus and he is not white is all I'm going to say. And someone yelled something out of the back of the bus. Oh, no. <laughs> the guy the guy stopped, looked at everybody and said, everybody In the little room. off the bus. Everybody off everybody the bus. Everybody off yeah. the bus. We were there for four and a half hours. Oh, God. So, so did they let the guy back on that said something? Yeah, they did, as a matter of fact. I was surprised by that. I didn't care. Like I said, I was drunk, so it didn't matter. Yeah, you're, and you're no, I not allowed to cross no, the border when you're drunk. Did you know that? Well, they let us. Drunk or sleeping? Well, nobody was sleeping after the guy got on the bus. Well, they'll wake you up. Yeah, they, yeah, you're not allowed to sleep going across the border because they want to make sure that you're not drugged and being taken against your own will. It really dead, was a probably. bit of a yeah, or dead. Well, I don't think they care about that. They they just were, they were getting mad at us being bounty hunters. We weren't allowed to be doing that. Okay, Americans pay good money for people. Did you see that guy in Edmonton? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, wait, I got to shut the show down yet. Yeah, no, pretty quick. Guy in in, in Kamloops. Okay, he gets he he's got a three warrants out for his arrest. And the RCMP and Kamloops post the picture on the uh, local radio station's Facebook page. And the idiot responds to it saying, ha, because it said uh, BC warrant for the rest of the so-and-so. And the guy goes, ha, 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 I'm in Edmonton. I'm not coming back. You can't get me. Na, 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 na. The RCMP go and extend the warrant to Alberta, go to Alberta and arrest them. They had no idea where he was until he. Well, you know, I don't think most criminals are smart, so no, I was gonna he's say, a perfect criminals example. Criminals are not known for their brains. I I heard uh, this this morning on the radio. Not... I could not believe how stupid this mother was. I mean, seriously, why would you do something so dumb as that? Ha ha ha! You can't get me. I'm in Alberta. There's no extradition between Alberta and BC. It's just drive across the border and get you. What do you think? You <laughs> like diplomatic immunity? What a moron. I, he even told him where he was working. I, I, I'm sorry. This is, I just, it was hilarious. Okay. Uh, stop. We'll take a breath. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 321. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we've had some hoot talking some football and some other stupid things. But, you know, it's all about football, and football season is just around the corner. Rookie camp started today. Everybody has to be in their towns, uh, in their camp for Sunday. Sunday, the training camp starts, and we're going on. First football game is when? It's like... Uh, 12 days away or something, isn't it? May Charles, 29th, Lions playing 14 on the 28th. May, 14 days. May 29th. And they're playing the Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, that is awesome. I'm excited. Football season's right around the corner. Is it June yet? Okay, say goodnight, Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. It looks like we've got all this labor nonsense behind us, so let's start uh, watching the action on the field. Talk to you next week. Let's-
Let's talk CFL. William, say good night. Good night, everybody. There's going to be football soon. Thank you, God. Okay. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, God. And our show go is God, on go. Wednesday nights from now on. Wednesday nights, and after the season starts, we're going to do Sundays as well. So you have a great evening and take care and good night.